Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome to my podcast. If you are new, well, let's let's start off first, right? Let's just address some stuff here. If you are returning, welcome back to my podcast. If you are new, I thank you for joining my podcast. Like, how have you been? Like, where have you been? Like, I've been making all these episodes and now you're just coming? Nah, let me stop. I'm playing with you, but... I thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Y'all been a tremendous help to me growing each and every single day. Um, I don't know where I would be if it wasn't because of you guys. Um, and I really do say that by the, by the bottom of my heart because I wouldn't be in a position that I am in to even make. I don't know if I would continue making more episodes if I'm just here with like one subscriber. I probably like, well, I probably keep up the grind, but like I'm saying, I probably be more slow with it and I wouldn't make some bangers. But with you guys' help, y'all just made it possible for me to really just keep reaching a goal that I want to reach. And, you know, there's really no goal but to make this, um, make everybody hear the message and uh, help many people transform their life and, um, you know, all that good stuff. Give me one minute, you guys. There we go. Nah, because something was flying in my room for the longest. I don't even know how I got in my room. It was like, it looked like a little, like... I don't know what that is, but, like, it's been flying in my room for the longest. And, you know, everybody who know me, I know I hate things that fly. Like, I hate insects. Like, I mean, certain insects. Like, um, ladybugs and, you know, all those other... Oh, I thought it was alive. I just... Yo, I really thought it was alive again. Because <laughs> I saw something fly. I thought I saw something fly. But, um... Yeah, yeah, I just people just know I just don't like insects, and I feel like insects are just. I mean, some insects, like I said, uh, I call them um, lightning bugs ever since I was little because they used to light up, you know, fireflies and stuff. But I call them lightning bugs. But yeah, fireflies, I love fireflies. I like ladybugs because they're harmless, and I don't mean the ones that will harm, uh, that won't harm you. I mean the ones that like. Will literally be annoying and just mass small and they fly in your area. Even if they don't land on you, they just fly in your area. And I just, I don't know. I just don't like those type of bugs and, um, like, flies in general because they just always fly. But today's story, we are going to dive deep into the Bible today. So if you don't read your Bible, then... Sit down, have some popcorn, and this will be a learning lesson for my men and my potential females. If you look at it from a man's perspective and you really take what I'm saying to heart, then it could be um for you as well. But this is kind of it will because the way it's set up, it's a it's a guy in the story, it's Samson. And I don't want to expose it, you know. I, I wanted to keep it a secret, but I guess the, the truth is out there now. We will dig deep into the Bible, into the story of Samson. So like I said, get ready, get your popcorn, and sit down. Now, let's just start off by saying Samson is one of the most... It's like one of my top uh, top five books in the Bible. And I'm not saying, oh yeah, like I have my favorite books and this is the only book I read every single day. Because I have other things that I read in the Bible... But, um, like, other stories and other people's lives and stuff like that. Like, Ruth and everything like that. I love Ruth's story. It's very amazing. Check it out. But I like Samson's story more because it kind of resonates to every man that's out there who's struggling with lust and pornography and those other things like that. And masturbation. But more specifically, lust. And I can say lust because 
the way Samson had his life, he was just controlled by lust. And we will see in the Bible as I dissect um certain chapters and I read certain chapters to y'all, we will dissect how exactly Samson was um a very lustful person who um still had God in his heart, but like his lust started to lead him away from God and he had an awesome power and because of his power, because of his lust problem, he kind of misused, like he used his power that the, the gift that God gave him but it was kind of just, you know overtaken and it was just more um, lust overtaking his life than um, actually being used for God. So let's just pray dear Father God I thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing more people. If they are new, if they are old, I thank you for having... Sorry, you guys. It cut out right in the middle of prayer. Like, I have my alarm. I don't know why my alarm went off. But, yeah, dear Father God, I just thank you for, you know, um, got so distracted. But letting me make this podcast, I pray that your word reaches everybody out there who are listeners, who are subscribers. I pray that it reaches them. And I pray that, you know, we seek the glory of God and the honor of God all together. In Jesus' name, amen. So, let's just start off by giving a little backstory of who Samson is, right? Samson was a guy in the Bible. And um, he, like I said earlier, earlier, he had a lust problem. He had a problem where... He just, um, any girl who looked beautiful to him, he would go after and he would try to get, um, and that was the problem that he had. Now, growing up, his first beginning, let's, let's go to childhood and everything like that. Um, an angel of the Lord visited his mother, right? And she, she got visited from an angel and the angel pretty much told her that you will have a son and he will lead you. Um, no, he will lead and rescue his people from the Philistines. The Philistines was like uh, the enemies against God people. So he said you will pretty much lead them against the Philistines and you he would defeat them. But you must not cut his hair or drink any wine or alcohol. I think it was. She wasn't supposed to drink alcohol. But I know one of the things was he wasn't supposed to cut his hair. So, she, um, you know, he gave, she got, she gave birth. He came out. Samson, little baby Samson. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, I needed some water badly, but yeah, little baby Samson. So, as he got older, he started to observe women. Now, one of the things that was in the Bible and is mentioned in his story that his parents and his family, he was so, he was attracted to like many women. So even the enemy's women. Now notice his purpose was to go out and fight against the Philistines. He wasn't supposed to cut his hair because if he cut his hair, then he would have lost all his power. His strength, his gift that came from God was through his hair. So he had, he was a very, very powerful human being. He had so much, he was the strongest man. And he, 
like very very strong and he got that gift if he cut his hair it's over he loses his power right so and judges if you want to look it up if you want to read it yourself and judges chapter 13 to 6 13 to 16 i believe it says when he returned home he told his father and mother a young philistine woman and timna caught my eye i think that's timna it looks like timna you know how when you're reading the bible and then like certain words is just hard to understand like certain words is just hard to pronounce stuff like that you know what i'm talking about but it looks like it, <laughs> it looks like it is what it is so um notice how i said philistine his enemies right timna caught my eye i want to marry her get her for me his father and mother objected isn't there even one woman in our tribe or among other israelites you could marry the axe. Why must you go to the pig and Philistines to find a wife? But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. His father and mother didn't realize the Lord was at work in this, creating an opportunity to work against the Philistines who ruled over Israel at that time. So let's just let's just backtrack over here. We never know how the Lord works. The Lord works in mysterious ways. The Lord um, does things and has things happen to us. And if we're led by the Spirit, then we would do stuff that is like we don't know what we're going through. We don't know what we're going through, why we're going through it, but we're going through it for a reason. And sometimes the Lord will place us in that situation just for us to either learn something, to go through something, or to deal with something. And come back either stronger or um, have us learn a lesson from what we've been through. So, I could say um, all the times, and I say, yeah, okay, we're going to get into that other stuff a little bit later, not right now, but just know, like, let's say you went through a heartbreak and you're like, you know, God, why did I have to go through this heartbreak? The Lord probably placed you through that heartbreak and made you go through it so that one, you could de- to, you get to lean and depend on her more. But also, it's kind of like you, maybe that heartbreak was saving you. Maybe you that person was hiding hidden genders and flaws that you didn't know about. But let's just backtrack a minute. But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. Now, if you're a guy... Or if you're a female, right? This is why I said you could look at it as a man perspective. Because his story comes from a guy named Samson. But you could look at it as your own perspective. As a, like, oh yeah. If you get get him for me, he looks good to me. Now, I want to highlight that verse right there. Because I feel like we often go for the wrong people. When we sit here and say... I I want them because of their looks. You get what I'm saying? And I'm guilty of this. I'm not going to sit here and act all um, like I'm not in, like I'm not. I kid you not, y'all. I swear. I kid you not. Remember that fly that I, I said I killed? Oh, never mind. He's still there. But I took it after he moves. I'm like, where you go? But so. I don't understand. I hate flies. But, so, we sit here, like I was saying, we sit here and um, many of the times we'd be like, oh, they look good, so I'm after them. And we don't know if they believe in God, if they 
trust in God. We don't know how their life is. We don't know how their situation is in their life. We don't know if they're really toxic, if they're hiding secret flaws that we don't know about. If they're a bunch of red flags. Um, <clears throat> three red flags is bad. If somebody put three red flags, that's terrible for you. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, you know, I feel like we usually sit here and we say we want somebody because they look good. And like I said, I'm guilty, y'all. I'm not going to sit here and act all like, oh, I, I, I don't do this myself. When I be seeing a pretty girl, I, um... Used to be like, and I still, if I, if I'm not fighting, and that's what I'm saying, you have to fight daily because if one day you just want to slack off, maybe one day I might sit here, and that's what I'm saying, maybe one day I might slack off, right, and I might sit here and be like, oh yeah, I want this person because they look good, and if, you know what, that's the end of me. You never know, so it's like I, um, we are need to stop looking at it from that perspective. I feel like we really need to get to know the person is like even if they look good. And everything like that, I feel like we should sit here and really know who they are before we pursue anything with them. Now, let's say you don't pursue anything with them and you don't want anything with them. Um, Then it's kind of like, or let's say, you know, they look good and you want to get to know them. That's a different thing. But I mean, like, just saying um, it's more dangerous to just be like, oh, they look good. So I want them. And it could be anybody. You know, I feel like you should really know either who the person is or I also feel like you should do some searching and find out who the person is and then get to know the person. But here's what I'm saying, right? It's not even just that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting off track, y'all. Like, I'm not getting off track, but I'm like saying a whole bunch of stuff. But like, you know, if I make a sense, but it's kind of like, okay, you say you look, somebody look good to you. And this is what I mean in this way. You say you look, somebody look good, and you get to know them. There's no problem with getting to know somebody, right? Maybe you, you find them cute, and you're like, I want to get to know them. Then I feel like, you know, if they show you who they are and who they truly are, and they are red flags, you should leave and not, you shouldn't stay just because they look good. So let's say, instead of being the type to be like, I have to get to know them as a friend first, and you just want to jump into it and be like, oh, you look good, let me get to know you. Then I feel like if they show you who they are and they red flags, then it's kind of like you have to put that on pause. You have to be like, okay, this is not going to be it. And I'm sorry. Um, No time wasted. And you just got to go. You got to bounce. And that's just how it is. But the Lord was at work during this time in his life. So you already know. Now, he wasn't supposed to. I'm going to get into that a little bit later as we continue with the story of their young little boy, Samson, right? So, he killed men that day. That day, um, he was led to some Philistines and he, he killed Philistines that day, you know? So, all the time, right? Samson met a wife and he got a wife Right, and this is why people know the story of Samson and Delilah, but Delilah wasn't his wife at this point. He had a wife, right, and the the Philistines like kept trying to figure out like how is he so strong, like you know what's going on, how is he so strong, you know what I'm saying, so he the Philistines kept going after his wife. And one day his wife was home 
and pretty much demanded that she tell um Samson like about Samson's secret. But his wife was like, nah, this was before Delilah, so we're not getting into Delilah yet. But she's pretty much like, no, I don't want to tell. I'm not telling you. I'm not no snitch, right? And so pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm just laughing at something else. But pretty much, they pretty much sat here and burned her. Like, they killed her because they was like, okay, well, you're not going to tell us. And no, we're gonna have to catch him somewhere somehow. So we're gonna kill you. So they killed her, and you know they burned the house down. He goes home later, and he's like, you know, as he was working, he he goes tell somebody, I'm going into my wife's room to sleep with her, and the father wouldn't let him in, you know. So then, then. He's just like, no, don't go, don't go. Finally, Samson went home. And he saw that everything was burnt. Right? Now, this is when he got angry. Give me, he got angry, went to the Philistines and burned, her whole, burned their whole crops, everything they had, and he burnt them. So, now, this is how good God is, right? It said, Samson was now very thirsty, and he cried out to the Lord, You have accomplished this great victory by the strength of your own servant. Must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of these pagans? So God caused water to gush out a hollow in the ground at Lehi, and Samson was revived as he drank. Then he named that place the spring of the one who cried out and is still in Lehi to this day. I think that's Lehi. I don't know, y'all. Because you can pronounce differently. But, you know, that's how good the Lord was still with Samson. Even though, because there was before, in the past, Samson as a young boy, he, not as a young, young boy, when he was little, but growing up, Samson, he kind of was um, going after prostitutes. He was sleeping with other females. Like, he was sleeping with females on a daily. That was before he met his wife and before, you know, everything happened. But he was sleeping with females daily. It was like he sees somebody, he sleeps with them, and then he moves on to the next. See somebody, sleeps with them, move on to the next. Kind of like what we do in the modern world today, right? Where, well, I don't do this. But, you know, when, you know, you somebody be a cheater and then you're going to be like, okay, next, 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 next. And you just like a whole swiping menu for them. But <laughs> that's what Samson was doing. Samson was led by his lust to go ahead and just next, 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 next. So anyway, and it even says it. Look, it says Samson carries... Away Gaza gates. It's chapter 16. One day, Samson went to the Philistine style in Gaza. I'm sorry if you heard that. I don't know why my computer keeps doing that. Like, I don't know what that noise is, y'all. I'm trying to figure out because my computer makes that noise. And I just don't know how to stop it. Like, I don't know how to stop it. So, I'm sitting here, like I said. Um, oh, yeah. One day, Samson. Oh, yeah. I was saying I'm sitting here trying to figure out what it is. But I can never find out what it is. But we'll figure it out. But um, it said, one day Samson went out to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent the night with a prostitute. So there's there's just that. Samson was the person who slept with prostitutes. Um, the 
Philistine prostitutes. Like, not even prostitutes that was his own, like, you know, because I don't, they was doing that back in the day, but people who was, because they called them pagans and stuff like that during that time. And so people who was, like, sleeping around with other people, or as they call it, harlots, they kind of um just, you know, he just went to a Philistine town and was like, I'm sleeping with a prostitute. So Samson was very led by his lust and, um, you know, that's just how it is. So later in life, this is where the story of Samson and Delilah come in. The most famous story ever. I bet you a million dollars right now that you probably heard of Samson and Delilah. So you probably knew who I was starting with, but you probably didn't know because I didn't say Delilah's name. I was going to get to that towards the end. But, you know, you probably know who Delilah is, Samson and Delilah. Everybody knows that story. Come on now. That's the most famous story to this day. So... Sometime later, I'm reading from the Bible now. Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah who lived in the valley of Sorek. The rulers of the Philistine went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how he could be overpowered and tied him up securely. So then each of us would give you 100,000... 100... 1,000... Pieces of silver. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just like all over the place right now. 1,100 pieces of silver right now. My bad. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me what makes you so strong and what it takes to tie you up securely. Samson replied, if I was tied up with seven new bowstrings that have not been dried, I would have become weak as everybody else. Now look what Delilah did. Delilah just learned, I guess, the false secret, right? And here's the problem. This is why I said I was going to wait to the end to get to what I wanted to say. But he wasn't supposed to tell people how he got his strength. He knew where he got his strength. He knew he wasn't supposed to cut his hair. But he wasn't supposed to broadcast it and go around telling people, Oh, this is where I get my strength from because... You know, what if somebody actually cut his hair one day and it just loses all his strength and he cannot fight against the Philistines? Like, for the only way for him to really fight against the Philistines from the gift that God gave him was the strength. And by not him cutting, by him not cutting his hair, it was connected all together. But if he cuts that hair or he loses that hair or he cuts it his own, he's going to lose all his strength. He's going to be weak like everybody else. And he's going to sit here and he's going to actually lose more battles than actually win more battles. But... Let's just keep reading. Look what Delilah did. So the Philistines rulers brought Delilah's seven bowstrings and she tied Samson up with them. So yes, Samson knew I don't I don't okay, I don't this is the part I don't understand, right? Because it's like Samson just said if I be tied up, right? She said if I be tied up with seven new bowstrings, and then the Philistine rulers brought her some bowstrings and then she tied Samson up with it. I think Samson was supposed to know something is up. Because let's say, that's like you saying, you telling one of your friends, oh yeah, like I'm getting a brand new. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not, okay. It's like saying to one of your friends, okay guys, I'm getting a brand new car and I'm getting a Mercedes Benz, right? And they're over here like, oh, okay. You know, you get in a Mercedes. Okay, cool. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to get a Mercedes Benz tomorrow. And um, I'm going to leave the, the keys under the mat so that I don't forget where I leave the keys in case I lose it. Right? Let's just say. Nobody will actually do this. But let's just say, right? It's like hypothetical. 
It's like your friends coming. It's like you broadcasting what you're doing, and then your friends is coming, and they're like, "Oh, I know the key is under the mat. That's the way to get to the car." So they grab your key that's under the mat because you told them that you was gonna leave them. They like, "Oh, like you telling them um what it is," and then now you're like, "You're gonna sit here. They're gonna take the car. They're gonna dip. You're gonna sit here and you're gonna be like, hmm, who took my car?'" Like, you're going to be more panicking more than me than I am right now. But you're going to be like, who's took my car? Like, I know I left it on the mat. I haven't told anybody. Wait a minute. I told my friend I was going to leave the keys under the mat. And that was the only person that I told. And now my car is missing? That's a little sus. I got to go check in with this person. So I'm like, Samson, I don't know if he was so caught up with lunch that he didn't see the, the situation at hand. But... It was getting real, y'all. It was getting really pretty real. So, Samson was just leaving it alone, I guess. So, Samson, I mean, Delilah, after she tied him up, she had, I'm reading from the Red Bull again, she had hidden some men in one of the inner rooms of her house. And she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the bowstring as it a as a piece of string snaps when it is burned by a fire. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. So that's a whole trap. Why is Simpson still with this girl? Like, I know they're married and everything like that. But that's why his parents told him, one, not to uh, get married to a Philistine woman. Because, you know, that's his enemy at the end of the day. I know he want to be in love. And I know he want to find a wife. But he could find, like they said, he could find a wife within his people. But he didn't want to do that. He said, I want a Philistine girl. He kept going after the Philistines. But that's still God's plan in his life at the end of the day. You get what I'm saying? So let's just continue reading. Because he does something very big and heroic at the end. If you didn't uh, don't know what he did, we will get to it. But he does something very big and heroic at the end. Which means the, the Lord was still at his work. So this is what happened next. So Samson took the... Oh yeah, we already read that, right? So... Then Delilah said, you've been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now tell me how you can be tied up securely. Then it said, Samson replied, if you were to only weave the seven braids of my hair into the fabric on your loom and tighten the, tighten the with the loom shuttle, I will become as weak as everybody else. And... Guys, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on right now. Like, I have, like, I just need water right now. Just like, like, y'all, I brush my teeth. And it's like, when I be brushing my teeth, you guys, it's like, I don't know. It's like Listerine or something like that. I don't know what it is. It's just be in my mouth and it's annoying. But... That's why I just be having needing a bunch of water every time I like. It don't happen every time I brush my teeth, but just sometimes. It's like streaks or whatever. And it's annoying. But um Samson said If you were yeah, she said, You've been making fun of me with lies. Now tell me how you could be tied up securely. Samson replied, If you were to weave the seven braids of my hair into the fabric on your loom and tighten it with the loom shuttle. 
I would become as weak as everybody else. So once again, Delilah thought she knew the secret and she went behind his bag. So while he slept, Delilah wove the seven braids into his hair into fabric. Then she tightened it with the loom shuttle. Again, she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson woke up, pulled back the loom shuttle and yanked his hair away from the loom and the fabric. Then Samson pouted. I mean, done Samson. <laughs> then the light up pouted, pouted. How can you tell me I love you, when? How can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets with me? You made fun of me these last three times now, and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him with her nagging day after day until he was sick to death of it. So, y'all know that famous saying. Of, you know, don't be careful of who you marry because that person might bring torment into your life. You know, everybody's saying it nowadays and it's true. You have to be careful about who you marry, who you want as your wife or husband. Because they will, if they have a constant nagging, they could get whatever they want out of you. And I feel that because Lily says she tormented him with her nagging day after day. So she's pretty much going after Samson. And she's like, can you tell me? Please tell me how you love me. You don't love me. You don't love me. You don't do this. You don't do that. You know how girls be when, when you um don't buy them a present. They be like, you don't love me. You don't buy me a present. You don't do this. You don't do that. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, you know, she was doing that to Samson to the point Samson was just tired of it. He had enough of it. And we knew he had enough of it because he finally told her the secret. Finally, Samson said his secret with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaven, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as everyone else. Dun, dun, dun. The moment of truth finally comes out. He told the wrong woman that he was not supposed to marry the secret at the end of the day. And we're like... Why is Samson even going through this? Like, why is Samson dealing with a Philistine woman? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? We have to understand that the Lord places us in certain situations just for his benefit. Not, you know, for his glory and to honor him and to make us go through something. We don't understand why. So at the time, we don't understand why, you know, Samson was dealing with the women. Because Samson could have just left her. Because... You know, she didn't believe in God. You know, God, actually God, God wasn't her God. Because um, they didn't know Jesus at the time. They just knew God the Father. They didn't know Jesus because Jesus came from towards the gospel. You know, when he crucified him, when he, he got crucified on the cross. That's when he came. But during this time, Jesus wasn't there yet. It was just God. So God would talk to them and, you know, talk to them through visions and talk to them out loud. So... Um, where was I? He, he, uh, you know, he could have just sat here and left her. He could have just sat here and said, I'm done with you. I'm tired of you. Um, <laughs> that's kind of crazy, but I'm done with you. I think we just need to go our own ways and that's it. But he loved her so much and God's plan was greater than Samson's plan. So Samson didn't have the urge to just get up and leave her. 
You know what I'm saying? So then I have the urge to just be like, I'm done with you. Let's, I'm done. Like, I'm done with this. Just leave me alone. Let me go my own way. Samson, you know, because Samson got caught two times. And then the third time, no, three times. And she, he just always lied those three times. You know, so I would by now would think, you know, somebody keep coming into my house three times in a row. As I keep telling the one girl I'm with a secret. I'm going to think something is up with her and I'm going to gonna leave. I'm going to be like, you're going to keep bringing my enemies here. I got to dip. I got to leave away from you. But Samson was just, you know, like in love with her. But that was God's plan because it all works out in the end. Trust that God's plans is bigger than any other plan. Delilah realized he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistines rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he had finally told me his secret. So the Philistine rulers returned with the money in their hands. Delilah lured Samson to sleep with his head in her laps. And then she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. And this way, she began to bring him down and his strength left him. Dun, dun, dun. Then she cried out, Samson. The Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I will do as before and shake myself free. But he didn't realize that the Lord has left him. So the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. Then took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in a prison. But before long, his hair began to grow back. Dun, dun, dun. So, <laughs> so Samson was over here and, you know, we just read a lot. We just read a lot. You know, it, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. When I read that, that verse, um, when he woke up, he thought I would do it to them as before and shake myself free. But he didn't realize the Lord has left him. It kind of breaks my heart because it's like, dang, like they cut his hair and now he's not, he's not hopeless. You get what I'm saying? Like he's not depressed. He's not hopeless. He's not lost. He still has a place with God. And many times we feel like when, because I felt like this. I feel like certain times God had just, you know, left me. Like he just went far from me. And I'm like, God, you know, come back, come back. And I'm just like, God left me. God left me. But it's like. God didn't leave us. You get what I'm saying? Because he never leave us. But the Lord has left him, meaning the strength that he had, the strength that the Lord has given him went away. You get what I'm saying? Because think about it. They cut his hair, but before long, his hair grew back. How it grows back that fast? Because there's a plan and there's a secret. Stay with me, y'all. Stay with me. But the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. They literally, I remember watching, read it, uh, um, watching um, The Son of God. And it was a TV show because there's two sons of God, y'all. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Well, I say there's two. There's the movie and then there's the TV show that actually leads up to the movie. So if you wanted to watch The Sons of God and they show the first chapter was Abraham. The, no, the first chapter was Noah. The second chapter... The, and Abraham, then it was um, Exodus with Moses, then it was um, Samson and Delilah, then it was, no, it was Joshua before Samson and Delilah, Joshua, 
then Samson and Delilah, because I forgot that's still Deuteronomy. Samson and Delilah, then um, Daniel, when he was placed in the lion's den. And we will get to that story because that story is kind of interesting to it, blowing my mind. But we would get there too. Daniel, when he was in the lion's den, then it leads up to Christ, I believe. Because they skip Ruth and um, all those other stories of other people. And Ruth's a good chapter too. I wish they did a story about Ruth and Boaz. And I'll probably do a story time about Ruth and Boaz. But, you know, during that time, they just skipped over that because I don't know why. But it was like, a, I guess Ruth is a very short chapter. It's literally, I guess, I think it's like four chapters. So it's very, very short. But it's a beautiful story as well. Or like six. But we will get to Ruth in another time. We'll get to Daniel in another time. Right now, we're talking about Samson. But, oh yeah, the story, right? Yes, I mean, the movie. So I remember watching the, the, the show, right? And... If you want to watch it, type the Sons of God, the show, the TV show, Sons of God TV show. Because if you just type up Son of God, it would search out the movie for you. But, and I think it's like six episodes in total. But in the actual like show, y'all, like when I seen it and they cut his hair, like the way they gouge out his eye, like you would think somebody's just like get like a spoon or whatever and just like, oh yeah, let's go underneath the eyeball and scoop it out. No, the guy, like he had his thumbs and he pushed the eyeball back out in his socket. So instead of pushing the eyeball out, it's like out the socket and pushed it inside the socket. And I was like, that gotta hurt. Like guys, I remember when I was in bed one time and I was just laying down and I'm over here like, the one thing nobody could ever do in a fight is just just poke somebody out, do something to the eye, cause physical harm to the eye. You see them get bruises in the face, in the body, torso, whatever. But nobody attacks the eye because the eyes is valuable. It's so precious. Like, just imagine. And it hurts. Like, we think if you... You know how you rub your eye and you feel pain on Just imagine somebody gouges it out. You know what I'm saying? Viewer discretion is advised, by the way, but, you know, somebody just gouged it out. We can't, we can't imagine that. You get what I'm saying? I can't imagine that. That's why this story is sounding so sad to me because not only he lost his strength and they said God's left him, meaning his strength was gone. And when I read that, y'all, I thought the Lord has left him. I thought that meant like the Lord, like... The Lord himself left. Like, God himself was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> you know, he just walked out the door and it was like, God has left the chat. That's what I thought it was. But it was more towards God's presence. Like, that strength that he had has left him. And I was just heartbroken when I read that. But um, as we continue, Samson's final victory. That's literally what the chapter is, y'all. The, the chapter title. The Philistines ruled held a great festival, offering sacrifices and praising their god Dagon. Dagon, they said, "Our god has given us victory over our enemy Samson." When the people saw him, they praised their god, saying, "Our god has delivered our enemy to us. The one who killed so many of us is now in our power." Have drunk by now, the people demanded, "Bring out Samson so he can amuse us." So he was brought from the prison to amuse them, and they had him stand between the pillars supporting the roof. Now, just imagine, y'all, right? Like, okay, the Philistines, they got him captured now. 
You know, they they all in one roof. They all like after them. The females there, the the men there, everybody who's a Philistine worshiper, and they just um. They like they praying to their Philistine God because they didn't believe in actual God. So they, they, you know, the Lord. They praying to the Philistine God and like, thank you God because you sat here and you delivered the enemies to us. Thank you, thank you. And then they all drunk, and then they like bring out Samson, bring out the enemy for our amusement. And Samson was naked at the time. He only had like a cloth, a cloth around him, so because they wanted to amuse him and humiliate. Humiliate him, so they wanted to sit here and they want to laugh at his body. They want to torment him, so they like bring him out. We gonna laugh at him because he lost his eyes and he's half naked and this and that. But just imagine he's in a big house, y'all. Where in the house you go upstairs. Let's say like you see the door and you walk up the stairs and like you remember you have to remember that this is the old days in the old days. So it's like pillars is up supporting, you know, the the ground and the roof at the same time. So to hold up because you know how in buildings now we got walls to hold up the, the ceiling and the floor. Just imagine one pillar. That's how it was. And it was a big building. They all just there. Like, imagine a party in a party house. A house. You're in a party house and it's just covered in, like, it's just pillars. So, yes, like, you got walls that's supporting it. But it's also made about pillars to hold the roof. That's why I said between the pillars supporting the roof. Because the pillars was connected to the roof. So, he's on the floor. He's at ground level. But the pillars are holding up the roof. Just want to make that very, very clear to you guys. Continue reading now. Samson said to the young servant who was leading leading him by the hand, Place my hand against the pillars that hold up the temple. I want to rest against them. Now... <laughs> Says is a smart dude. <laughs> now, the temple was completely filled with people. All the Philistine rulers was there. And there were about 3,000 men and women on the roof that was watching Samson amuse them. So, imagine there's people on the floor. They're looking at Samson. And there's people on the roof that's also looking down at Samson in total 3,000 people, including all the Philistines rulers, the Philistine people who rule, the Philist, the rulers who lead the Philistines into doing what they have to do in the battle. Get what I'm saying? And the Philistines are, was the, the Israelites' biggest, one of the bigger, like, biggest enemies. So they all is partying, drunk, and Samson's just like, lean me upon the pillars. <laughs> Sorry to make that, Sorry to make that voice. But, uh, <laughs> So, remember how I said, the Lord don't leave us. The Lord will be there for us. Yes, we may go through difficult seasons and a difficult time in our lives. We may go through illnesses and diseases and hardships and heartbreaks and relationship problems and like different things in this world that just lead us to be like, I don't want to believe in God no more. But we must stay faithful to God because he will be faithful to us. We remain faithful to God. He will remain faithful to us at the end of the day. And God's plans is bigger. So we never know why we're going through what we're going through. We never know what are we going through it for. We don't know what's the lesson we're supposed to learn until we go actually through it or until we actually become uncomfortable. Then we learn, okay, maybe there was 
was a good thing I went through it. Maybe something bigger happens. And God is always bigger, y'all. I promise y'all. And I'm only saying this because many people sit here and they don't believe in God. You know, they sit here and they don't want to pray to him. They don't want to trust him. But it's like God's plans always works out in the end. So many people who are battling diseases, illnesses, trauma, pain, they're like, why am I going through this? Like, I just want to break down. And there was one moment, y'all, I even said I wanted to give up. I said out loud, I want to give up. And I didn't want to make it come true, but I never actually give up. People who know me, I never give up on the things that I do. Like, sometimes I do, but I may, I may be like, um, you know, um, I may leave it alone for a couple while, but i always come back to it. But this time, I was just like, I want to give up. Like, I was just depressed, y'all. I was depressed. But I kept remembering, like, God never leaves us. Like, we may go through something. Like, let's say you're depressed, right? You may go through depression, but God is still with you at the end of the day. So he sees what you're going through. He sees what you're suffering with. He sees what's going on in your life, all the bad stuff that you're going through. And... You're not saying, you're not cursing God by it. You know, you're probably like, God, why is this happening to me? But you're not saying, you know, God, I don't believe in you no more. I don't this, I don't that. You know, he don't want you to say that. He just wants you to go to him and really see who he is and just embrace him because he will fill you up with so much grace and mercy that even to the point of death is like you still trusted God because you know in your head, you're going somewhere better. You're going somewhere to a destination where you'll be happy. You want to go through death. You want to go through pain. You want to be miserable. You want to be depressed. You will have everything that you need. And all you will need during that time is Jesus. You wouldn't need nothing else. You wouldn't need no money. You wouldn't need food. You wouldn't need jewelry. You wouldn't need clothes. You wouldn't need nothing else. But the one thing you would need during that time is Jesus. And that's it. So whatever you're going through, keep hope in Jesus. And if you are going through something as well, find Jesus. Seek after Jesus. Get to know who Jesus is. Because he will fill you up with so much grace, mercy, and his love. Because he don't want you to go through this alone. He don't want you to go through what you're going through alone. He will never leave you. In the Bible, it said no angel, no demon, no the devil, no person, no thing, no place, no sin could ever separate you from the the the, the um security of God. You know, God's presence would never leave you. So the strength left Samson, but it came right back. So, and we will read that soon. So, but back to what I was saying, you know. God said, nothing can separate me and you. Nothing. So if we have that mindset of, I committed this sin. You know you know how many times they feel like Christians are these holy people? Christians are just holier than now? No, we're not. We have flaws too. We're regular human beings. Like I don't know why people think just because we call ourselves Christians, we're like holier than thou. We have so much masculine strength and we're just, oh, we're just... So holy, and we always say, do this, do that. No, we just say, live righteous, to try to live righteous. But we have flaws, too. That's what I'm saying. We all have flaws, just like you got flaws. Just like you mess up, and you 
sit here and you 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 mess up and you stumble about something. You know, we all have flaws and it's okay to have flaws. We're human beings. We're not meant to be perfect. But Jesus is like, I will not leave you. I know you sinned. I know you messed up, but I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you just because you cursed, just because you told a lie, just because you watch pornography. You know, you're not supposed to do those things. That's why you try to seek out the God so that he could transform you. But it's like, God is not, God is not saying, oh, you cursed? You watch pornography? You just had sex? I'm leaving you. I'm done with you. Goodbye. Catch you out of my pledges. He's not like that. He's like, I'm still here with you. I'm still fighting with you. I'm still going to be here with you. Just seek after me. Come to me and I will give you grace. I will give you mercy. I will give you peace. Come and talk to me about it and I will be here for you. But that's all he wants, y'all. That's all he wants. Continue reading now. This is where the juice comes in. Then Samson prayed to the Lord. Sovereign God, remember me again. Oh God, please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for the loss of my two eyes. Then Samson put his hand on the two pillars that held up the temple. Pushing against them with both hands, he prayed, let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. So he killed more people when he died than he had during his entire lifetime. Now, the entire lifetime, y'all, in the Bible, they said he killed a thousand Philistines, 500 Philistines, 400 Philistines, 200 Philistines. He killed a lot of Philistines. But he killed more that day than he ever did in his lifetime. And he was going after them during his lifetime. So God gave him the strength to collapse the entire building down. God said, I'm with you. And he caused Samson to get that strength at that exact time, at that exact moment. And you see why I say we don't understand his plans. The, when you read the story of Samson, we don't understand till this day. I mean, not to this day. It took me a while, y'all, to figure out why, you know, he just didn't keep on fighting when he was alive. And now when he want to die, it's like he killed them all. You get what I'm saying? Like, why did he have to go through that? Why was it all that situations and problems and stuff like that? It was because he sat here and God's plans was bigger. Now, he was still led by lust. If he wasn't led by lust, he would just marry a girl within his community and he would have been fine and happy and dandy and everything would have been good. Because he was controlled by lust and he saw prostitutes and all these other people, he also sat here and married the wrong woman at the same time. But God was still with him. Even though he married the wrong person, God was still with him. So God gave him that strength and he killed more people that day in his entire lifetime. God's plans would never fail. So he died with the Philistines. Everybody died. Later, his brothers and his other relatives went down to his body. They took him back home and buried him between Zerah and Eshtiel, where his father Manoah was buried. Samson had judged Israel for 20 years. So right then and there, y'all, when everything was said and done, Samson 
did what he had to do. For those 20 years, he killed Philistines, but during his last breath, he killed more Philistines than that entire 20 years that he had. He judged Israel for 20 years and then was gone just like that. So it just goes to show that like when we mess up, we feel like, you know, we mess up and we feel like the Lord has left us. We feel like we made a stupid decision. The Lord has left us. We've done something stupid. The Lord has left us. But here's the thing. Even in our stupid decisions, even in our mess, God will still come present and he will guide us into the right direction. God will still be there, still be merciful and give you grace and lead you into the right direction. The direction that you didn't think you would go down, but you are going down it now. And he just says, trust me. That's all you got to do is just trust me. Trust me. Keep worshiping me. Keep being faithful. And at the end of the day, you will be blessed at the end of the day. I know what you're going through sucks. I know it hurts. Because think about it. Samson was hurting too. He had his eyes gouged out. You know, you might get your heart broken. Samson literally had his eyes gouged out. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like he's, Samson still trusted God and he still prayed to God. And he said, God, give me my strength back one last time, God. And I let me destroy people, everybody in this building, and let me die with them. And God said, I will give you grace. I will give you mercy. Here's your strength back. Because his hair started growing back right at that same hour as well. So all I'm saying is the Lord plans will always go good. Even in our bad situations, even when I mess up, God still has a plan at the end of the day. So with that being said, that's the story of Samson. I'm not going to say the story of Samson and Delilah. Because I told Samson's whole lifestyle, usually they just talk about Samson and Delilah and they'd be like, oh yeah, don't trust every girl you see, which is true. But it also goes to the fact that like lust can have you going down a place where you should have never ended up in the first place. And I'm guilty of that too. We will talk about that in another episode. But lust will have you going down a situation in the path that you never thought you would go down. So you have to be careful when dealing with lust, especially as a young man. And I'm still learning that myself. So... Anyway, like I said, we will get more Bible studies, Bible talks, and Bible stories. And I really do thank you guys for listening to this podcast episode. If you enjoyed it, please share this with your friends. Give this a rating. I don't know how many ratings you want to give it, but give it how many you feel like I deserve. And, you know, we will bring more bangers like these in the end. Remember, guys, stay beautiful, stay blessed, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.